The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Beyond the Fairway Podcast, your home for all things swag and golf. You can see Will Lowry over there getting his stuff all the way together, making sure he looks good for you. You know, look, we go beyond the scores and the highlights. Although today, we might have to get into a couple of the scores and the highlights from golf, Will, because old man, Father Time, decided that, you know what, skip y'all little young bucks. We're going to go win it. But before we talk PGA Championship, we got Diamond Resort CEO Mike Flasky coming in here to sit down and go beyond the fairway with Will and myself. But Will, what a weekend in golf. Man, this week was wild. Like just a, like a whole bunch of stuff going on. I mean, from Y.E. Yang getting disqualified from incorrect scorecard to, to, to the Super Golf League, you know, kind of doing some some bogus stuff, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but even, like you said, like you said, uh, the, the, the duel between Brooks, young fella, and, and older fella, yeah. uh, experienced fella, was uh, was pretty, I think it was one for the ages, in my opinion. Especially, you know, it's funny. go ahead. Uh, as you can see, I'm not, you know, on our set, but we're here in Louisville, Kentucky, getting ready for an event at Valhalla. Uh, but it's funny, I was playing the practice round the day with my iPad out, and I'm watching, like, yeah. Phil do his <laughs> thing, man. And it looked like a slugfest back and forth, man. But you know what? I was kind of waiting on Phil to go a la Wingfoot coming down the stretch today, but, Will. But you, but you know why he didn't go a la Wingfoot? No, because he might have heard about your shing of the week because you was talking shit last week about him... That. I don't care if they beat. They shouldn't beat because it's adding emphasis to how wrong you were for putting him in a category. You and Ricky, you put. I mean, Phil and Ricky. Ricky, yeah. top eight two on that ass. I'm, I'm so glad. Keep doing that shank of the week, man. You you gonna bring back golf for the year. You know what? Incorrect. I feel like my shanks of the accusations. week have helped people resurrect. You know, certain <laughs> aspects of their career. Look, Richard oh, Fowler. Hell. Richard Fowler gets shank of the week. Goes out. T eights with his special ass <laughs> exemption. All right, I said it to Seth. Hey, T eight. Guess what? He's in the next year's event. You know, he right. don't have to worry about how well he plays now. He's good. Oh, only Dougie Smith will flip <laughs> that around to like he is helping the cause. Hey, and then as you said, I talk shit about Phil Mickelson. He goes out and wins a major. Maybe yes. I should start talking shit about Tony Finau. Tony, you and, next. Damn it. And, and talk shit about me too. Damn it. Go ahead. Keep do that too, please. I, well, I do that fairly <laughs> consistently. Right. Will. Right. I, right. I, I, <laughs> All, all I can say is big shots out to Phil Mickelson for taking his old ass on that freaking trek down in South Carolina at the Ocean Course at Kiowa and getting it done. Hey, yes. eight, and you know what? I don't remember what hole it was, 
but said he recorded the longest T-ball of the week on a certain hole. I want to say it was 16 or coming down the stretch. I was like, damn, Phil's still pumping it out there and playing with Brooks. But, you know, think about it, man. I was really uh, maybe skeptic over how will – how Brooks was going to, you know, kind of take in if, you know, I don't know if you saw the 54th hole uh, in the round three where he bogeyed. And I was wondering how that was going to play a role in going to Sunday. And the momentum, I felt the momentum really continued for Phil when he made that awesome up and down on the 18th uh, on on, uh, the third round as well. So I think, you know, just the momentum kept going. It kept building. And that that hole out on number five uh, out the trap was pretty much, I think that's what sealed the deal in my opinion. But uh, I just think that you know he he's a, he's a new field, a new Zen field. It's hear, new field. Yeah, he had a Zen on and he was yeah. getting his Namaste on and all this foolishness. <laughs> but hey, it worked for Phil. You know what? I, can I hate on him? Absolutely not. He went out there, beat a freaking great field, hardest field in golf, arguably. Of course, always arguably. Now, now hold on, hold on, Dougie. I want I, hold on, hold on, Dougie. I want to know the truth from you. Oh. When you found out it was going to be Phil and Brooks head up, did you have Phil as being victorious today? I did. I did. You did? Uh, I did. I did. I had Phil because I don't Why? care how, you know, one, I think Brooks has played some great golf, but Brooks is also still hurting four days on a absolute marathon of a golf course. And to be honest with you, I felt Phil was in better shape to contend this week. I know that's a oxymoron or whatever you want to call it, Phil Mickelson versus Brooks, but Phil looked poised. Fitness-wise, he was in a good space. His mental game, we've been talking about it for the past couple weeks here on Golf Channel. He's been ready to play. And you know what? He went out there and he got it done, Will. So, hey, I, I'm proud of the guy. What can I say? I, good job, I, I Phil. Hey, I, I, Will, I, I, Will. Uh, he'll he'll stink, he'll stink thumb. <laughs> His thumb didn't get all the way up. Just... Yeah, for the people but, that can't see, I got, my, I got my Phil Mickelson thumb and my, and my, my hat tip. As you know, a lot of Phil Mickelson Wait, does. Well, you got the big, you got the big, you got the big, you got the big frames that match uh, what Phil uh, had too. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I tell you what, out here, I'm back in Kentucky. Will the allergies and everything out here, man, they are killing me. And contacts, no go. But hey, big shots out to Phil Mickelson getting it done. Brooks, go back to the gym, get back in better health. But Will, you know what time it is, man? It's time, time to go beyond it? the fairway with the CEO of Diamond Resorts, Mr. Mike Flasky. Beyond the Fairway podcast, man, so happy, so excited to welcome in the CEO of Diamond Resorts, Mr. Mike Flasky. Mike, what's going on, baby? What's up, fellas, man? I'm happy to be here today. Thank you all for having me on your show. All right. Hey, Mike, first and foremost, you're our second CEO, and one of the rules, you're not a CEO. You you just happen (laughs) to be CEO in your occupation, but on this show, there's no CEO remnants of anything, all right? I promise to roll with you guys. All right, perfect. That's all we want. All right, (laughs) Mike. First of all, I gotta I gotta understand something because something doesn't really compute to me, right? You are CEO. You have over ten thousand, you know, people in your company. Yeah. But yet you play to a five handicap, or has it lowered since I've I've read these reports? (laughs) Vacation, vacation. No, it's gone the other way, guys. I've been working. All right, good. No, I. I'm excited to hear that because I heard you was like a five, and I was like, "How's he running companies and a five handicap? It takes work to be a five handicap, Mike." Right. Well, I'll be honest. I, you know, I was a baseball player in college, so you know, parts of the game kind of come easy to me, and then parts of the game are really, really hard. And I'm one of those guys that never really had um, fundamental, you know, lessons. So <clears throat> if I have a chance to get my hand on the club on a regular basis. I have a pretty good short game. 
um, you know, I can figure out how to get it around. But no matter how many balls I hit, I still am only going to hit about 50% of my greens in regulation. So it's all about the short game. So so when I talk about, uh, I talked to, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, and he said you guys go back and forth a lot. So who who usually takes the uh, the crown in between you guys? Ooh, Fitz Cause, because tough, Larry, because man. because Fitz is only good sixteen out of eighteen holes. Now we don't know what those two holes are going to be, but usually he gives it all back. <laughs> as long as you're playing match play, you're in trouble with him. If you play aggregate, man, you can get some of that NFL money quick. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of it too. <laughs> yeah, he does. No, hey, look, Fitz, he's a dear friend of mine, and you know. Look, one of the things I love about Fissy is not only uh, the whole world knows he's a, you know, great Hall of Fame football player. Absolutely. And obviously they know he's a great golfer. But what a lot of people don't know about Fissy is, is he's incredibly bright. You know, he sits on the board, I think, of Dick's Sporting Goods, among other, you know, major mm-hmm. public companies. And this guy can go in the boardroom and engage, man. He, he's a smart dude in, in addition to a great athlete. I didn't yeah, know absolutely. That. Yeah, he's uh, he's he he definitely maneuvers in a different in a different way, which I admire so much. Every time I've tried to play with him, he he doesn't respond. So I'm a, I'm a, you know Larry, can we, can we play. You know he he lived down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like not, we don't he lives down the street, but like we ain't in the same part of town. Let me just preface, yeah. preface all of this. Mike, basically, look. Ba- hold on, hold on. Basically, he says, uh, Doug, email me. Don't yeah, he told that. me email. Yeah, I got to email him. I don't have his number. He's he, he's screening my emails. That's how it is. Look, I'm gonna give you one, I'm gonna give you one tip when you play Fitzy, make him hit driver. Yes. Just say only way I'm gonna gamble with you is if you hit driver. I'll give you yeah. whatever you want, but you got to hit drive. Yeah, it's now, so ugly. Now, Mike, we, you got to tell us why. What is what's going on? Is is he that banana ball like? Pshirum, see ya. No, I I will be totally honest. He hits it. He, his his club speed is about 137 miles an hour, and he hits it. He carries it about 340 yards, and he could hit it anywhere. But that's exactly why he can hit three iron off the tee because he can hit his three iron out there about 260, 260 265, yeah. Come on, and guys. he's good, you know, and he knows that. When he's gambling, that's what he does. That's what he does, right. <laughs> no, no, Mike, I got to ask you. I know you did play baseball in college there at Limestone. I read an article on LinkedIn where you basically said you took all the lessons that you've learned from baseball and your Hall of Fame coach into being a CEO. Just real quick, what are some of the best things an athlete can do as they transition into business? It's a great question. And, and, you know, look, in my case, I was blessed to play for the great Hall of Famer, Gaylord Perry. And, you know, Gaylord's strength, you know, he was a great coach, but he was a better manager. And what I mean by that comment is <clears throat> Gaylord was kind of unconsciously competent. He wasn't a guy that was going to sit there and break down the fundamentals of pitching or hitting and get into all those details with you and break you down and put you back together. But he was a guy that knew every individual on his team. He was a great recruiter. Let's start there. So he had talent. And he knew how to sit down with all 25 guys on the roster. And he knew the personalities were different. And he knew that he had to get to know the person as an individual. And by doing that, it allowed him to understand where that person's ceiling was, how they wanted to be motivated, if they were self-motivated. In some cases, you know, he would have to put his arm around the guy and walk down the tunnel and have a one-on-one coaching session with him if they were doing something that he didn't like. And in other cases, like me, he had to put his foot square in my ass in front of the whole team. And he knew that. And that was the key. 
So that was my that, next that, question. Which, which guy were you? Were you that coddled, yeah. getting coddled or getting that ass kicked? All right. I got that ass kicked. <laughs> so well, now I could play. That's the good thing. I could play. So we were good on the field. It was off the field. He used to have to kind of rein me in a little bit. So so do, do you take any of uh, uh, Coach um, Gaylord uh, tactics into your CEO, uh, uh, I guess, business or, or adventures? Well, definitely. And that was my point in telling that story. You know, is that, you know, my executive team is about 26 ladies and gentlemen. And we have, as you said earlier, over 10,000 employees in the company. And so if you don't take the time to know your executive team and I try to get out in the field and I'm the same guy to the janitor that I am my CFO. And I try to take the time to know everybody, understand them as an individual. And I believe that has given us a real competitive advantage at Diamond Resorts. Uh, people know I'm accessible. They know they can get to me. And uh, I may not be able to respond in three minutes to everybody, but I will respond to every email and I will call people back. And I think that gives us a big advantage. People, look, it's in the business world is no different than sports. If you're the manager of the ball club at the big league level, you want your team to play hard for you. You want them to die for every ball. You want that pitcher to give you maximum effort on every single pitch. You know you got talent there. At the big league level, the manager's job is to get as much out of those 25 folks on the roster as they can. And that's the same thing that I have to do every day at my company is how do I get our team members to show up? How do they get out of bed every day with their feet about six inches off the ground, ready to hit the ground, ready to embrace the day? And when they show up, how are they going to play? Are they going to play hard or are they going to mail it in? Same thing. They're going to mail it in, Will. See, me and Mike, cool. Go. We got the same vernacular, Mike. See, I should, I should be a CEO one day. Mike, speaking of CEOs, I, you might be the only CEO I know with his own logo. And I know at first that wasn't something that you thought you'd ever really have. But tell me a little bit about your logo because I heard you was a bad MF. See how I did that? That's why it sells. That. The kids love it because they think that stands for something else. But uh, listen, we, we, I did, at first it was all my team, my, our, our global uh, head of sales and marketing, and our you know chief brand officer came to me with this idea, and they wanted because we have such great attendance at the golf tournament, they felt like it was something that we could raise money for our charity by doing and we have a large number of our team members that attend and we have a big you know store on on property and then we have an online presence at, at diamondgolfstore.com and they created this thing and they Shameless came plug. to me and they said look we want you to do this we want you to wear it with pride and i said hell no i said i ain't wearing no logo mm. i said what are you guys crazy i said i am not doing it and they kept on and on and and look i'm glad i listened to them because We've raised over $400,000 for our team member relief fund just from selling hats and shirts and different things with the Vacation Doctor logo on it. Wow. And it really nice. came in handy around COVID because we had to basically lay off about 5,700 team members, you know, when we didn't know what was going to happen. And many of those people applied, you know, through our team member relief fund for financial aid. And through that Vacation Doctor logo and that $400,000 that we raised, I'm proud to say we, we gave over 200 team members financial relief when they were out of work. So it turned out to be a great thing, and I'm glad we did it. You know, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, the, the money that's being raised 
which kind of pretty much sparked your interest as far as, uh, you know, keep moving forward with that product. But I, I want to talk about, you know, the um, your first celebrity event. I remember I used to go down to Orlando a lot. And I, I remember back uh, back in the day, back maybe 03, maybe the Brian Gay uh, partnership. Yeah. And talk to me about how did that get started, you know, in, on this adventure of, you know, the Tournament of Champions. But that was the very first one. That was a pivotal <clears throat> one. This is a cool, it's a cool story. It'll take me a second to, to give you, but I want your listeners to really hear the detail because it's a pretty cool story. So it was, it was 2012 and I received a call from the tournament director of the Shriners Hospital Open, which is the um, PGA Tour event held in Las Vegas every fall. Mm -hmm. And he reached out and said, look, we just signed a new five-year deal with the PGA Tour. And my board is interested in maybe bringing on a co-title sponsor. Would you consider that? So I started thinking about it and looking into it. And in the end, my next door neighbor at the time was the uh, general counsel at the Golf Channel, a guy named Chris Mervin. And I shared with him what I was thinking about doing and what the money was going to be to go in and be a co-title sponsor. And he basically said, look, first off, I don't even think the PGA Tour would approve it. He said, second off, for the kind of money that you're looking at spending, I can show you how to build your own tournament. And we own the American Century in Tahoe. Uh, if you were serious about creating a tournament, we think there is a market for another celebrity event. We have the American Century in July in Tahoe. And we believe that out in Orlando in January, wow. there could be a home run market, you know, for another one of these events. And that's really how it began and so i went to brian gay wow. who is another friend and, and neighbor and i said bg would you you know consider putting your name on this and so in 2013 we started with the brian gay invitational and it was a combination of tour players we had jb holmes we had nick o'hearn we had john cook we had carl paulson and then in addition to that you know we had reggie jackson we had uh you know, Gaylord Perry, we had, you, you name it. I mean, it was, it was just uh, on and on with celebrities that raised their hand that wanted to come in and play, Darius Rucker. And so we said, okay, let's do this thing. So we, we, the first year, uh, we, we signed a deal with Golf Channel, and we put it on Golf Channel only. In the first two years, it was celebrities only. And the TV ratings were through the roof. And so <clears throat> both the commissioner of the champions PGA champions tour and the commissioner of the LPGA saw the TV ratings and they said, wow, they said, this Eureka. is interesting. <laughs> the TV ratings for this celebrity event are higher than all of our regular season events on both tours. How do we get involved? And so I met with both of them and I wound up doing a two year deal to bring the PGA champions tour uh, on board. And we had a great two-year run. And one of the cool things in those two years was in my contract with them, I had got them to agree that I could bring five LPGA ladies in, right? So we had Brooke Henderson, Lexi Thompson, Brittany Lincecum, um, you know, uh, Brittany Lang. And they came in and competed against the Champions Tour players from the same tees. And Brooke Henderson actually top ten. And so we had this really cool dynamic for TV, right? We had yeah. celebrities, champions tour, and yes. LPGA ladies playing from the same tees. But in the end, I could never get the golf, the true golf media uh, to cover it because mm. it was a challenge season event. 
So when I went to them at the end of the two-year contract and I said, hey, TV ratings are through the roof. It's the best TV ratings the Champions Tour has. Your players love it. Let's make this a regular season event and let's make it to kick off the season event. They said, well, we can't do that because we have a long relationship with Mitsubishi and we're contractually obligated to start our season off in a Wailai. That's kind of been our season opening event forever and they have to go first. We'll go later in the year. And I said, nah, I don't really, I don't, I can't because then I lose all my baseball no. guys because of right. spring training, right? They're gone. Exactly. No so question. I kind of need to do it in January. So in the end, um, you know, that didn't work out. And so I reached back out to Mike Wan and I said, look, I'm going to go in a different direction. Would you have an interest in talking? And he said, absolutely. And so we talked and we went through every iteration of, well, should it be a full field event? And, we're, and I was like, well, then you got to get multiple courses because what moves the needle for television in addition to the LPGA winners only is, of course, the celebrities. And so if you bring a full field, you have so many players, you got to get into yeah. two courses and a cut. Yeah. And I said, why don't we just do a tournament of champions? You don't have one. And he said, you know, when I got to the LPGA, Mike, he said we had about 20, I think he said three events. And he said, I could never consider a limited field event. He said, but now we got about 31 events on the schedule. And I think the time is right. He said, I think my board that's will perfect. go for it. Nice. And that's how, that's how it became the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions. Man, I have fun. I caddy in that event uh, for the past four or five years. Man, I have fun every year, bro. It's, it's one of the most amazing events I've been to. Thank you. Thank Mike, you. Mike, did you know that you were creating arguably the most diverse televised golf event in the world when you're well, going through this process? Let's let's talk about diversity for a second because that is one of the core values at Diamond Resorts. And yes, I did know, uh, and I did it intentionally, and I did it with knowledge. I I, I well, I knew that gender diversity was going to be important. And in, in the business world, you know, diversity in general is yep. extremely important. And I have an African-American that is the head of my global human resources. And he's the greatest guy and the best head of HR I've ever worked with. So at Diamond Resorts, I can tell you, we practice, you know, what we preach. And, and so with the celebrity aspect, we brought a lot of diversity to the table. But we also brought a lot of gender diversity to the table, even when it was with the Champions Tour, because remember I said I brought those five LPGA ladies yeah. in. And the experience mm -hmm. that we had and the feedback that we had, that's what turned me on to the LPGA Tour. So Absolutely. I did do it with diversity front and center, uh, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I think I think one of the more amazing things. Uh, I don't know if you caught what you were doing, but um, the, the the Aaron Hicks uh, story is 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 pretty amazing to me because it automatically you know surged interest because you saw an African American man who who's playing golf, but he's also playing a sport that is also struggling in trying to get diversity um, you know to a certain level in baseball as well. And I, I remember going to a driving range uh, just weeks after. I saw a kid, a little African-American kid, black kid. He said, man, I think I want to play baseball now because I saw Aaron Hicks swing at 385 yards on a golf course. And that right yeah. there, I said, man, I don't know if they realized what they did, but that was pretty amazing. So kudos to you guys and what you guys are doing over there. Well, it's a cool story. I'd like to tell just a second because I think your audience would appreciate it. <clears throat> I actually met Aaron uh, through Fitzy, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, 
uh, invited me uh, to a club that he belongs to in South Georgia called Ohupi. And I drove up from Orlando, and they came in from uh, the West Coast, and Hicksie was there. And uh, <clears throat> I had a chance to meet him and had a chance to play with him and get to know him for three days. And I said, man, what a great guy. And Phil Nevin, who is the third base coach for the New York Yankees, has played in this event every year. And he's been telling me, man, you got to talk to Aaron Hicks if you ever get a chance. He's a guy you should invite. And, of course, as you guys know, I mean, we have, a, I think last year we had 130 celebrities on a waiting list that we couldn't yeah. even get in the event. But after man. I saw his club head speed and after I saw the ability, <laughs> I said, oh, 100%. Center fielder right. for the Yankees, this dude can play. I said, yes. I said, we're going to invite Aaron. And thankfully, um, you know, he he took us up on the invitation and he came out. And as you know, it was a great story and it was an immediate hit because on hole 15, he carried it, like you already said, 385 yeah. yards, you know, in the air. You know, he had Cheyenne Woods on the bag, which was a story in itself that the media loved. And it yeah. brought that diversity piece that you talk about to the table. And at, in the end, our television ratings, it was the highest season opening LPGA event television ratings in 12 years. So it yeah. worked. <laughs> and also that was a kickoff to uh, Beyond the Fairway. Uh, we were advertised <laughs> all through the Golf Channel, Beyond the Fairway. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I just want to say that Aaron, you know, you got to be careful when you play with Aaron because he's sneaky good. Yeah, like people play. think because he's a baseball player and that he yeah. can, no. Aaron was a golfer before he was a baseball player, right? Yeah. So it's right. like you got to be careful because Aaron can actually shoot. I mean, hell, I think he shot 70 the second round there last year and yeah. then could have won. I know, I know Marty was kind of kind of shaking, though, Mike. He was well, for shaking. sure, for sure through three rounds. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize how good, you know, these celebrity players are. You know, you talk about – Marty Fish, and, and we play a modified stable for format. But, you know, Marty shot 14 under. Think about yeah. that for a second. He shot mm -hmm. 14 he under really? aggregate over four days to win yeah. the celebrity division. Now, we do it in modified stable, for, but we went back and, and we peeled it back and looked at it the other way. Man, that is impressive. That's I impressive. mean, that's, that's 14 that's golfing your ball. Yeah, hey, hey, Doug, it's, it's something about them tennis players, man. That's, just, yeah. that's all I got to say. I got a tennis background, Mike, so it's all about the tennis players. Okay. I'm, I'm always, that's yeah, what it's about. Will's, Will's tennis background stuck so hard that he plays cross-handed upside down and backwards. So if you ever watch <laughs> Will hit the ball, Will is a cross-handed full swinger across the line a la Calvin Pete. But I tell you, through the ball, I, I love how Will rotates through it. But big news coming out of Diamond Resorts recently, Mike. You know, you guys just announced a merger or, or, or being sold to Hilton Grand Vacations. Tell us a little bit about that process and, and how, how, how do you also keep, um, keep this momentum going as you now have to kind of share yourself uh, with another company? Well, look, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. We announced back in mid-March that we were going to merge with Hilton Grand Vacations. And I'm extremely excited about it. I mean, it's just tremendous for our members and owners. And it's going to be great for most of our team members. And, you know, certainly going to be great for all the shareholders. When we put these two companies together, it is just going to make magic. And, and look, I mean, I can't say a lot because we're going through the regulatory approvals right now. And so <clears throat> other than to say we're really, really excited. And, and I can tell you that one of the things that really piqued their interest in, in wanting to buy us, you know, is our golf tournament and our whole experiential platform at Diamond Resorts. What many people don't know is we kind of redefine vacation ownership marketing 
instead of uh, you know inviting someone to come in and preview one of our gorgeous resorts for a couple of free tickets to Disney, we do things a little different. We do 130 live concerts a year. We do over 3,000 unique special events. Some of them are culinary, some of them are golf related. Um, and at the end, what we do is we invite people to look at a menu of really cool experiences and we give them the opportunity to pick something out of that menu that speaks to them. And we go show them an experience that money can't buy and then, and only then, do they raise their hand and say, you know what, we'd like to learn more about Diamond Resorts. And, and so that whole redefinition of what, what was, you know, used to be called timeshare marketing um, really spoke to Hilton. And, and, of course, Hilton being an iconic brand, um, you know, it just gives me great pleasure that we could take an independent branded company and create something that an iconic brand like Hilton would want to buy. It's, it's, it's quite an honor. Well, that's what's up, man. That well, congratulations. Thank you, know, you sir. So your handicap, your, your handicap should be going higher. <laughs> oh, should be going we smooth think. up. <laughs> you gonna be you gonna be pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, my my hand, look, I'm I'm hiding from Fitzy right now. Let's leave it at there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so Mike, we are we are starting this segment uh, called the Quick Third. You know, so I don't know if that's going to work out, but we're going to see if it works out. So right. uh, quick nine, quick third, whatever it is. It's a rapid fire question between Doug and I, and we're going to start out quick right now. Ready? You good? I'm going to give it my best. Okay. Favorite golf swing on the LBGA tour. Excuse me. Favorite golf swing on the LPGA tour. Uh, that's not, that's not a quarter. Ah, great question. Gabby Lopez. Oh, that was easy. That was that easy. Was easy. <laughs> All right. What artist are you listening to on the golf course? Ooh, I am listening you to get one, Mike. Lee Bryce. You only get one. Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce, all right. Very very nice. So now, while you listen to Lee Bryce on the golf course, uh, what's your go-to cocktail on the golf course? Ooh. Oh, definitely going to be Tito's soda with a splash of cran. Ooh, Ooh cran. Nice. Oh, man. Okay. All right. As a CEO, you've played all over the world in wonderful golf courses. What course are you still yet to play that you're dying to? Cypress Point. I got hooked up. We can go there. I got you. And uh, before you became the CEO, when you was trying to come up in the game, what was the dumbest thing you did to impress a girl? I got too many of those to begin. <laughs> oh, I would say tossing a ball in the stands, coming off the field from the outfield with something stupid written on it. <laughs> all right well there you have it there you have it i got one more all right we've, we've mentioned him multiple times today but you and larry fitzgerald you're playing a skins match who's leaving with more skins you or larry oh i'm gonna get him every time man <laughs> <laughs> uh, shots fired <laughs> mike we can't appreciate you enough for coming in here going beyond the fairway with will lowry and myself but before we let you go we end the show the same way. You are going to go out and play golf with four rappers, dead or alive. I don't care if they play golf. Just four people you can go out and vibe with on the course. Right here, Mike Flasky, Beyond the Fairway Rap Force. Who you going with? Woo! Four rappers that I'm going to play with. All right. I'm going to say P. Diddy. Pete, okay. I'm going to say okay. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Okay. Weezy. I'm going to say Drake. Nice. And Young Thug. Young Thug. I, I like I like that one. I, 
I don't quite remember Young Thug. But yeah, I like I like Young Check Thug. Him you out. Young Thug. You Young Thug fan, Dougie. I am a Young Thug fan, but I'm gonna just be 100 honest with you. I never saw the Vacation Doctor going for Young Thug as a rap pick. That that is impressive to me. I'm I'm excited about it. That's Kevin Lyle's 300 Entertainment. So hey, that's a that's. I tell you this, the vacation doctor can provide a background, a great setting to shoot videos. So <laughs> that's, that's one way of cross promoting right there. So absolutely. I, I that one. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to hire the best millennials out there. If I don't know the rappers, I'm dead in the water, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And take them all to Cabo Zul too, by the way, <laughs> which, is, which is one of the best ones I have ever been to. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you going beyond the fairway, Mr. Flasky, and thank you so much for being the baddest MF in golf, my friend. We hope to see you again soon, and hey, you never know. The Golf Channel might send us to the Diamond Resorts next year so we can harass most of your guests and see if we can't play late on Sunday. So, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I appreciate it. If you need a Golf Channel ambassador, just, we got two. You know, I add a little more diversity. I'm saying. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Hey, big shouts out to Mr. Mike Flasky coming here, going beyond the fairway with Will Lowry and Dougie Fresh. Hey, Will, I feel like you had a strategy with that conversation, man. Are you trying to get into the Diamond Resorts? I feel man, like I'm, try- trying I'm, I'm back trying, door. You man. call my top ten a back door. I'm gonna call your entry into this tournament a back door entry. Back door invitation is what is what it is, man. I I am trying to weasel my way in the Will Lowry way, and you know okay. that. I don't know what that means, but you know what it means. I know what it means. The Will, the, Lil, the Will Lowry way is, is never, never fails. You know what I'm saying? But right. you know what? I do, I do appreciate Mike for understanding and knowing that he does host the most diverse event in golf. And it was intentional and he's aware of it. That yeah. is exciting to me. Yeah. He's one, I think he's one of those CEOs that, that just gets it. You know, even when he was talking about uh, inclusion, gender inclusion. And I think that's one thing that uh, I think a lot of people in general can just take uh, have something to take away from. He's he's uh, he may be ahead of his time as a CEO, and, and obviously him working his way up to the ranks, he's there for a reason. I tell you what, but he was in here with a T-shirt on, so he, he's way ahead of his time. He was in here chilling with us. You know what? I do like when the CEO can come in here and go beyond the fairway with us and just chill. Like you know, you don't need a suit and tie on, man. Put take unloosen your like undo the top button, chill. Absolutely, let's, let's have it's, a conversation, man. It's beyond Diamond Resort right now. Just just chill <laughs> with us. <laughs> but Will, did you know that Whoop is the most intelligent fitness tracker in fitness, giving you twenty four seven actionable sleep training, recovery insights to help you unlock your best self? Did you know that, Will? I don't know. Hell don't know no. I know. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> hey, each day it measures how well you slept, how well you recovered, and how much stress you're putting on your body from your workouts and just going about your everyday life. Will, you know what? So it's, we got to give the people something, something that they can do, you know what I'm saying, and work on their game. You know, they got their whoops now. You know, you used the code BEYOND, 15%. You're welcome. Now, here's the thing. All right, you've seen it. You follow the people on the gram. Look. One thing to increase power, one, you need rotational strength, right? That's just mm. my attitude. Go get you a medicine ball. Find you a brick damn wall and get that medicine ball. For the people that can't see me right now, you want to take the medicine ball. You want to fully wind all the way to the top and throw that thing into the wall. But here's one thing that people don't do, Will, as we're talking about increasing What's power. That? They never go the other way. If you're a right-handed golfer, throw that thing mm. to the left. But guess what? You also need to throw that thing back to the right get that balance right in your rotational stability and that's going to make you hit it further and hit it better that's i mean if you want to do that that's just up to you go so ahead is that so that's how you hit it far 
That's okay. one of the ways. Rotation. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna use that one. Uh, my my you know my thing is man I'm I'm big on taking that same medicine ball and let's do some uh, jump squats. I'm all about using ground force. I'm all about you know using maximize as much as what's a jump have. squat? It's where you take the ball and you just do squats and as you jump up in the air and come back down. Just as simple. Jump squats with the medicine ball. Crease the quads. Crease the calves. And therefore, you get a lot of uh, a lot of ground resistance, man. So that's gotta my that way. Ground. You gotta work the ground, cause and then like and then that. go ahead and then go ahead and uh, go to your Whoop app and see where your your strain is, your recovery is, and and your heart rate. You get all that, man. That's why Whoop is so important. So it's one of the best. You know what? I like that, Will. You know what? Beyond the fairway, we need to go ahead and, and get our own medicine ball, branded logo ball, so people yes. can just throw that thing. Do your jump squats and throw it, yes. and you don't need no kettlebells. You don't need that. Just get you a heavy-ass ball and throw that thing in some direction. But look, as you guys know, I'm yeah. in Kentucky, so it's hot as hell already. Spring is officially here. Time to break out the clubs if you haven't done so, and Whoop is a great way to help you optimize your game on and off the golf course. And right now, I already said it. I teased it earlier. Will and I are giving you 15% off. Use the code BEYOND. B-E-Y-O-N-D. Go to whoop.com, check out, use the code, save some cheese, and you're welcome. I don't even know why you're still watching. No, finish the episode and then go and get your whoop situated. <laughs> Do everything he just said, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Will, look, man, it's time. It's that time, man. It is. It is. It's been a special week. Very we special. got different clothes on from the interview, so you know it's a special week. But guess right. what? It's that time. <laughs> <laughs> It's the shake of the week. Shake of the week. You know what? I always go first, Will. I want to know what you got this week for the shake of the week. My yeah. hey, though, you sound like you part of a, the temp, the temper, the temporary part of temptations. <laughs> shake of the week. Shake. Uh, let's get let's get let's get our Negro spiritual on them. Shake of the. The, the week. Okay, sorry. All right. Shank of the week, man. According to multiple reports that the Super League Golf step had their had their footprints, had their footsteps on the PGA Championship grounds this week. And, oh. and we're meeting with representatives of the world top golfers. Now you we all know J- representatives. I, I said they represent- I said rep- representatives. My tongue got okay, in so the way. Okay, so I know. So, sure uh, so representatives <laughs> of the world top golfers. So we all know Jay Monahan. We we saw mm-hmm. what he said. You know, threatened of expulsion. But mm-hmm. you know, your boy, uh, 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 our boy Seth Wah, basically said, <laughs> paraphrasing, paraphrasing that, hey, if you if you leave. If you want to go play with them, you can't play in the PGA Championship, nor you can play in the Ryder Cup. So, Shang of the Week goes to Super League Golf for just kind of, they kind of violating, dog. Like, like I mean, I kind of like what they're doing. I like the hustle, but they violating a little bit, man. They, they just make it, haters. They make it, they make things a little messy. You know, they're the top of the conversation, but hey, Shang of the Week goes Super League Golf. Will, you know who I'm going to give it to. You probably don't who? know this. Who? But look, look, I enjoy a good temper tantrum in golf. It's not a thing. I, I've had a couple. I'm not going to sit here and say it. But there was Shang a lot the out go- there this week. Hey, but my Shang of the Week is going to one special high-pant-wearing jogger slack guy out there, Eric Van Royen, South African's finest. You know why I'm giving it to you? Par 3 coming down the stretch. This is on uh, Friday, trying to get into the weekend. This guy, Will, 
absolutely melted down. He had a bogey. He made a double bogey. Gets to the par three. Hits it in the water. Hit a shot that should have stayed up. Just trickled. It just trickled in the water. And that was the straw, Will, that broke the camel's back. This man went absolutely berserk. Not sure what the club was, but it doesn't matter because he broke it over the PGA T marker. My man swung one right-handed, turned around, and started beating this thing going backwards. I was like, bro, the hole don't even go that way. I don't know what he was doing, but you know what? I appreciated him taking the anger out, but I will say this. You had a temper tantrum on national television, so some cash is coming out your pocket. You about to write a letter, at, uh, Eric, to the PGA of America for that temper tantrum because 50000 25000 there's going to be multiple thousand dollars coming out of your bank account, and you missed the cut this week, bro? Hey. Odds are you're going to win next week because that's my thing. I'm like good luck Chuck when it comes to Shank of the Week. So congratulations on your upcoming victory. But this week, my good sir, you have earned the Shank of the Week. Hey, hey, I learned something. I thought it was Van Ruyen. It's Van Ruyen. Okay, okay. You got to say it. You got to say it correctly. That's why we had to do two takes because I missed it on the first one. But it's all right. <laughs> you, you, you own up to that thing, brother. Way to own up to it. I you love know what I'm it. Saying? Hey, I'm, glad it went, I'm glad it wasn't my fault this week. <laughs> I can do this all day. Yeah, you messed up, brother. You messed I up. Know. It's not often that I do, but this one. Oh, yes. my. There you go. I, they go dug you again. Play. Well, I'm being neutral. Look out. I'm being neutral. <laughs> Shut up, Will. Getting on my damn nerves. Hey, we appreciate y'all rocking with us right here. Golf Channel NBC Beyond the Fairway Podcast. Look. Follow, listen, subscribe, share. Look, tell your auntie, your cousin, them, your playing partners, and your daddy. Tune in right here. You never know who's going to show up or pull up. You never know. But we got a lot of content coming at you, man. Will is going to keep being him himself. Hey, but we're going to be right here for you. So uh, keep rocking <laughs> with us right here Beyond the Fairway Podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of myself, I'm about to go get in uh, the CEO, Mike Flasky DMs. I'm about to get this... Uh, this is, a, this is a celebrity exemption. I don't have the celebrity part down, but I got. we can figure out how to get the exemption part. <laughs> you got to be a celebrity first. What? Okay, I just said that. I'm, I'm, you got, I'm, so you're working on the celebrity. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we got to. Maybe gotta you can win more. celebrity golf tournaments. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> I, like, ooh, 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 ooh. It's on and popping now. Maybe we can win <laughs> celebrity golf tournaments. Mm. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.